So Marty, do you know what really sucks? What's that? You depending on me to come up with these episodes. Yes, that's correct. We needed a little short episode here. I'd been the one tossing ideas, so I threw it over to you. I said, Tony, what would you like to discuss in our little short uh, segment episode? And I said, does chess suck? No. So this is going to be a really short episode. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, go follow us on social media. So I will admit that this title was pure clickbait on my part. I know that, but I've been wanting to discuss this topic for a while because of something somebody said that I saw online okay. and I wanted to discuss about it. And it's not that ch- chess does not suck at all. So we've not. already answered the question. So people yeah. who, who listened for this part is the answer is, is no. So there's got to be more to this than, right. Hey, where did this even come from? So it came from, I was watching some videos on chess and I'm enthralled, enthralled, thank you, enthralled about people who, you know, are able to do this clock in under five minutes and, you know, they're out out at New York in the park playing and all these um, grandmasters. Mm-hmm. And somebody made a comment in one of those videos about, you know, there is no replayability in chess. It's always the same defenses or offenses. You just have to be able to recognize them. And that's what the grandmasters are very good at doing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. I know when we first met over in your college dorm, you and your roommate had a chessboard set up and y'all would play. Do you still play? Um, I, I do not. Uh, yeah, what we would do is we'd have a chessboard set up on the side of the room and we would just take a move and you know we'd leave and come back and we wouldn't play real time. It's kind of like what we did with coin games where we take mm-hmm. a move except we're bidding over just sitting there in the room. Um, I used to really enjoy playing chess with him. I'm, I'm no good, uh, mm-hmm. but no, I have not played in, in forever, but I, I kind of a little squirrel. I, it seems there has been kind of a resurgence in the interest of chess. And I know when Queens Gambit came out mm-hmm. on Netflix, uh, a lot of people were buying chess sets and stuff. Uh, but at the, um, CEO fighting game championships that I went to in Daytona, mm-hmm. uh, they had a big vendor hall. Well, one side of the hall they had a little space set up with like eight chess boards and clocks. And I thought, okay, that's really interesting because this is a, a video game uh, event where people are playing Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, com- combating against each other. It's all video game based. And here's this little section with chess mm-hmm. boards. And there were always people sitting there playing. And they were using the clocks. So, I mean, it's not like they were like learning how to play. There was nobody there. There were just these random boards set up mm-hmm. and people were sitting there playing all weekend. So I thought that was really interesting that Especially, and this was all younger people, probably in their twenties and stuff. That there's kind of this reinterest in chess, um, all of a sudden. So I'm sorry for that little squirrel, but it's just interesting that it seems to be perking back up again. Right, and I mean, I, I'm I'm terrible at chess. I I enjoy playing it. I always wanted to have one of those extravagant chess sets where you know, like the um, I want the Lord uh, of the oh, Rings. Lord of oh the Lord of the Rings or when we were on um growing up you'd see the car um how, what was the commercials for the chess sets the it was the Smithsonian chess sets or something there was some com- oh, yeah. you could order and you get a piece at a time yeah I forgot about that I forgot about that that's right it was and, like uh it wasn't necessarily Columbia House but you like you're mm-hmm. right like once a month we'll send you a new piece and you pay monthly for that one piece yeah right and, and you know, it was the Civil War sets or something like that and I know growing up. So I, my, one, of my, one of my girlfriends loved playing chess and she played with her father and she would wipe 
the board with me. She would decimate me. And I was like, well, this is unreal. I mean, and she introduced me to the, what is it? The three move win, where if somebody opens up with the pawn, you're able to go in and quickly check, make the king because they can't move anywhere. And she recognized it and destroyed me with it. Well, somebody had a Commodore 64 and he had the chess cartridge. First video games were always on chess. You notice, you know how that is. And I got better because I would play the computer. Now, mm-hmm. let's bring it all the way back to the episode, replayability. Okay. What is replayability in board games? Because that was the whole discussion, that chess, it's the same stuff over and over. And you hear this, and you and I talk about this, about replayability of the games that we get. You know, oh, that didn't have any replayability, or does it have replayability? What is the replayability? Mm-hmm. So I thought, Marty, let's you and I sit down and discuss what does replayability mean to us? Because when people hear it in our episode, this will give them a baseline, how you and I think about it. And I will be honest with you, in the 10 years we've been doing this, mine's changed tremendously. Okay. Mine has two. And that's a topic I wanted to bring up because I, I remember there was a discussion in, uh, basically about that, how 10 years ago, how we define replayability is uh, different. And we can always kind of throw this back to chess. Because I think today's definition of replayability does not match with what chess's replayability is. Okay. So expand on that a little bit. I want to make right. sure I understand. So when God, I got to stop starting sentences with so. <laughs> Those usually get so what were you going to say? <laughs> All right. Latest Kickstarter. Um, I say, oh, I want to go buy this base game. Hey, you, you want replayability, right? Well, here. We're going to give you a a solo mode. Oh, look, here's an expansion. Unlike this, here's an expansion. Here's some additional cards. Replayability through extra things, extra Mm. pieces, uh, different variants of rules, uh, new boards, new cards, etc. that can be used in and out of the game as you go. Prime example, uh, Thunder Road uh, Vendetta. Mm -hmm. Way different than the base game, but what did they do to add some replayability? You've got... Uh, the different drivers, you got the different expansions that came with it, right? To try to increase the replayability. It seems like there's a mindset now, really playability means additional modules or rule sets that every time you sit down and play, you can make the game a little bit different. Okay. All right. Well, so I had not thought about that, but then again, that's not how I look at replayability, but how do you, how do you look at it? What do you think a game is replay? When when's the game replayable to you? What how do you judge it? Personally, for me, mm-hmm. personally, a, mm-hmm. a game is replayable for two conditions. One, it's just I enjoy playing. It doesn't matter if I'm going through the exact same cards, the same rules. If I sit down and enjoy playing this game, and every time I do, it's replayable to me, even though I may be uh, doing the same motions which I think is what chess is. Chess is the exact same thing every time that you play, but if you get enjoyment out of it, it's replayable. One other caveat, replayability to me, is trying to get better when I play. Okay. So the more I play, if I can see uh, a, a increase or a... Uh, well, I've just, I've just lost words here. If I can see myself getting better improvement over time mm-hmm. by the more times I play... That makes it replayable to me. Okay. And see, the reason why I made you go first is so I could just go ditto. Oh, my gosh. 
because I, I I really did. I, I thought you might say that because that's the same. For me, replayability. When I say a game is replayable for me, that is that the game, I had enjoyment out of it, that I will put it back on the table regardless of how bad I stunk or anything like that. And that goes to your second point about being able to get better with it. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, oh my gosh, it's adding this in or adding that in or, or whatever. No, it is the enjoyment that I have taken away from that game. Because a lot of these games that are classics or everybody loves that I don't love, there's tons of replayability to them. You got an example? Of something? Oh, easily, easily okay. for me. Uh, Werewolf. Okay. You can, you can play Werewolf yeah. all the time because the people yeah. change. Even though the characters, well, expansions give you the ability, but even the base, <laughs> right. but right. if you have the base, yeah. you know, you can keep doing it because your character is always changing. Whoever's the werewolf is always changing. But for me, replayability of that game is none because I don't like it. So that game is not replayable for me. I, I have one, I have nothing to do. And of course all legacy games. However, you can replay a legacy game. You just might be missing some components after you tore them up, but that's right. okay. So, right. And I was actually thinking this applies to a lot of things that I enjoy doing over and over. So you and I played countless games of softball together. Mm-hmm. Why did we keep doing it? Well, uh, I know one was just enjoyment. Uh, mm-hmm. We got enjoyment. The rules never changed every time we play softball. It was the exact same thing. We were doing the exact same thing over and over. Personally, for me, I always try to get better. Hey, can I get a, can I get do a better my average this time? Can I make a better play in the field, et cetera? So both those conditions made even sports replayable to me if it's something I enjoy. And I'll tell you one that I dropped because I did not enjoy it, and that was golf. Golf mm. got so frustrating to me. I was not getting any better. <laughs> so right. oh. for that case, it was not replayable for, for me. So I think this applies to more than just board games in, in, in my situation too. Right. But for us in the board game arena, by the way, I'll never be good at disc golf, but I will always replay it. Mm-hmm. I have not hit every tree on that course. I can do it again. Okay. That's <laughs> all there is to it. I have not lost all my plastic. I can do, I can definitely achieve that goal if I keep playing disc golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so re- replayability for the board game though, for me is always going to be about the enjoyment of the game. Now, 10 years ago, I will admit based on what you were talking about earlier, it was about how can I add to the game, you know, to make the game a, a, another challenge. Cause I think about pandemic was, you know, always the game that we would play. Right. Sure. But that didn't but, really change though, did it? I mean, you could increase the difficulty, but that was about But I could add expansions. Like the Oh, like, so beyond the base game. Okay. Beyond so in the lab, you know, I could so that may so back then when I was playing, it was okay, I'm tired of playing base pandemic. I want to add in the lab. But now I would just do the base game. You know? I don't need all those expansions coming back in. But back then it was, I was always looking for, to your point, the definition of what is going to be a way for me to bring more enjoyment out of that game because I'm bored with it. So it's Mm -hmm. not replayable anymore. And I think that has changed because I, be honest with you, I can't remember all the rules to the expansion. So I know the base game. Let me go with that. And, I'm good with that. So I know I have 
tremendously changed from when we first started out. When I look at, you know, um, called, uh, what was it? Uh, small world. Was it small world? Is that the one you hate so much? That had ton. <laughs> yeah. That, that had ton of replayability, but you know what? I didn't need all those factions in there. Now I think right. about it. I don't need all those factions. Back then, I would. I would want to keep adding all, keep adding all those factions in there. So, side, uh, God, which Another way squirrel. I would go with this? Um, I'll do this one first because I remember what my other question was. So, does that mean that Kickstarters currently now do not entice you with the additional stuff that you'll get with unlocks or pay an additional $25 and get this new module? No, I don't need okay. it. I, I'm not even going to do that. Matter of fact, I, I guess I look at it more like, are they coming to retail? Cause I'll just go with the base game. I, mm -hmm. That's how I've shifted. I don't, how about you? Um, man, I'm all over the place now. How, how I thought I had this <laughs> clearly how I was thinking, but you make a good point. Used to if Kickstarter came out, it's like, Oh yeah, I want that, 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 mm -hmm. Ooh, we get the stretch goal. We get the stretch goal. We get the stretch goal. Over time, I would get this stuff and never open some of the stretch goals. Mm -hmm. I would never play the additional modules because I was just enjoying the base game or still trying to get through it that I didn't put enough time into the base game that I would go and open up a, a module. So, no, it no longer matters to me uh, that that's there. So I have switched on that. Before I forget, you talked about Pandemic. Uh, currently, don't you and Donna just play the base game of Carcassonne or do you throw in expansions to keep your enjoyment up for replayability purposes. We only play the base game because she wants to get better at the base. And I have expansions. They didn't grab her or anything like that. So I don't know why. So I said, you know what? I don't need to buy any more expansions. I've only got two. There's like 532 expansions to Carcassonne. Now I will, because I even, I said, okay, on Carcassonne, I'll even buy a different version to enhance the replayability of Carcassonne. You know, Hunter and Gather, I bought it. Donna did not like it one bit. I thought she would enjoy it. Pfft, I've already traded that one away because mm. it, it would not get replayed. Yep. So I, I don't need, and that's once again, I don't need that to be able to keep replaying that. So I, th I think to your, as you were saying, the common thing that I think a lot of people may consider now is expansions make a game replayable. And I don't think it does. Well, That's I just my about, opinion, of course. No, oh yeah. Uh, all this is our opinion, of course. I feel sad we have to clarify that constantly and because people just don't understand. We're, we're making a is? statement for everybody. Um, yeah. I can, so I can I tell you a, what, this, this opinion accounts. An opinion is like a butthole, only yours smells good. Okay, moving right along. I like that. I need to remember that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so I think back to our early days of hobby gaming. We had Pandemic, but one game that you and me and Ed and Cecil played constantly was Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. We never included any expansions. We kept playing the same base game over and over. Did two things for me. I love sitting with you guys and playing the game because I just enjoyed that game. And two, I kept trying to do best you guys or win or, or get better at it. No expansion modules, nothing like that. And I was totally content with that back then. And now that you've pointed this out to my past, I do see this part where it's like, oh, no, I want expansions and all this. I need replayability with more stuff. And now I'm swinging back to, you know what? If I can just get enjoyment out of the base game 
try to get better at it. That's really all I need for replayability. Okay. But you bring up an excellent point, which is beautiful segue into something else here. So some games aren't replayable because one strategy always wins. Okay. And Puerto Rico had that. Whoop, unless you um, changed up, I think it was one of the buildings. People would research it and they know it. And one that came to, you know, as I was getting ready for this, was uh, Russian Railroads, which is now, I think, Ultimate Railroads. Mm-hmm. There, there was a one strategy that always lets you win if you did that strategy. And we talked about it with um, Carson City, if you use a certain expansion, you know, does right. that strategy. But I think that was just us not understanding the game very well. The game, you know, all those games are very replayable, but if there is a strategy that everybody knows that cannot be beat, then I think that also hurts a game from replayability, but we don't go to there. I, I don't go to that level, but some do. I don't either. And I remember we talked about the Puerto Rico before. Mm-hmm. I never looked up what the strategy was because I didn't want to know. Because I remember early on in our show, we would talk about Puerto Rico and somebody would say, I can't believe you guys still like this game. Don't you know about the way that there's this one thing that you can do with one of the buildings? And I, and I don't remember. Again, no. I never researched it. Um, so it didn't really matter. And I didn't want to know because I didn't want to ever use it. If I, mm-hmm. It's one of those things, if I discovered on my own, great. Mm-hmm. You know, then then I would have done that, but of course I never did. Um, so yeah, I guess if there is a game that it's like, oh, well, this is the path you always take to win the game. Yeah, that would definitely take it off my replayability list 100%. 100%. Because then I, there's no way I can get better because it's like, well, I just need to do this one thing. Now, let's throw this back to chess. Didn't you say the Grandmaster's whole thing was, oh, well, I'm going to play the same game every time. If they do this, I will always do this. If they do this, I will always do this. So does that hurt replayability for those guys or it's just they enjoy the game so much and trying to pick up on what those moves are that they need to counter? Not being a chess aficionado, I think it is that, that they are trying to pick up on the strategy that they are having to face and that they are having to constantly think three moves ahead and how to adjust that strategy. That's what makes that game such a challenge to master and be great at it. So, yeah, but you're right. If, if you and I just sat down to play chess, we're not going to know any of that. Right. We got no clue. Just like right. a lot of board games. If you were to place, you know, Puerto Rico, base Puerto Rico without any of the additional expansions or without the fix that came with it, I wouldn't have a clue. You wouldn't have, and we would have a great time. But if we get ended up playing someone who did know that, then it would be a different story. Now, I will say the one thing that I've always enjoyed, we've always talked about our card games. And we played many, many hours of specific card games. We could list them all again, Lord of the Rings, Netrunner, etc. Got massive enjoyment out of it. But we did really enjoy when a new pack, a new set or something mm-hmm. came out to see, hey, how can I take what's here and use that and adjust it? So there are times in my past, and still to this day, we were talking about possibly checking out the new Star Wars Unlimited game or any other any other card game. It would still have that appeal of replayability comes from additional packs, additional cards. And we've talked about this on the show too, that CCGs and LCGs will live and die by that next set because people want to have that next thing. And if they don't get it, they do get tired of what they have. So mm-hmm. in that case, you actually do need new product, new cards, new content to keep up the replayability of a game. 
but it also enhances the challenges that they're facing. How yes. do I take those new cards and find out what way can break? And then you got to nerf it and all that. But yes, yes, that I agree with. You do get, for us, it was always what was the next expansion that we needed to see, okay, that's, I'm tired of, I'm tired of Jinteki. Let me, let me try this one. Oh, wait, you know, um, that, that's just no fun. I don't like the, how that one plays. So, Ooh, what's next for the Jinteki? How can I use that to help go against your, um, group? So yes, I yeah. agree with you. So it's, it's, it's somewhat kind of gray when it comes to that for me, because yeah, the Jin, a perfect example, I don't like playing Jinteki. And then all of a sudden the set comes out with a card and you go, Ooh, now this card, I got this idea. I got an idea that mm-hmm. I want to, I, I want to build a Jinteki deck because of this particular card that really does help with replayability, but it took additional stuff, additional product to keep that replayability up for me. So I'm not hard and fast. Like the only two things are enjoyment and trying to get better at it. Sometimes the enjoyment is from those little extra little bonuses um, so I guess, so does it really all, maybe it depends on the game. Maybe it honestly depends on the game that we're playing. I really can't think of a board game aside from the ones we've mentioned on our show in the past, where, for example, Outer Rim, when you play Outer Rim, always use this expansion, use the, oh, yeah. the, the latest unfinished business or whatever it was called. There are some games where we say the expansion makes the base better. We'll never go back and play that, but we'll always play it that way, right. you know? But it's not about replayability. It's simply that they they fixed a mechanic in a game or how the game played to help make our enjoyment even more. But it does help with replayability because the, the things they added in the Outer Rim expansion will make me want to replay that game yes, more. true. True. Because if they didn't, you wouldn't because you wouldn't be able to go from one side of the universe. You'd have to slowly crawl S- on the Simple outer like rim. that or the other way to have a, another win condition or the uh, the, the different uh, pilots that you would have that gives you the, the variable uh, win conditions, which does add some variability to the game, which does help with playability. But uh, honestly, even if we didn't have that, just that one thing of being able to jump from one side to the other of the, the map uh, was a big help. And I think mm-hmm. we mentioned before too, I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, I won't yell it out. Lorenzo El Manifico, the, there's the mm-hmm. expansion that came out that you kind of said, I will always do this because you can randomize the board mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when yeah. you play it too. So And make it work for him. Now, I, I cannot think of a specific mechanic or style of game or anything like that that says, oh, this will always achieve replayability for me. Like, oh, dice will always make it be replayable or... Any of the, you know, worker placement and how they put out the cards or anything like that. You know, worker placement always means replayability. That does not matter. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I've got it in our show notes. Too. Is there one? But I could not think of anything that says, okay, this means replayability. It's not because it comes once again back to how am I going to get it out there? And if the mechanic, regardless, I could say, oh, look, the dice really made this game great for replayability. Oh, in this game, it made it stink. It made it suck, you know? So I think um, from my side, I don't see a particular mechanic or style that says, hey, you know, guess what? It, a game has to be this to be replayable. I don't think that exists. When you posted that for something to think about before we recorded, mm-hmm. I couldn't come up with anything either. And honestly, it still came down to, am I enjoying it? And do I want to play to try to get better? Regardless of what the mechanisms or the board game is. 
And again, that's where I started thinking of, oh crap, that's, that's sports. That's me going out and trying to get better. For example, at disc golf or something like that. If, if I wasn't enjoying it, then I would never do it. Mm-hmm. But if I did, but you had, you had some points. You said, um, I think that's more important to me than actually trying to get necessarily get better. Cause I remember you, you say this all the time. Every time we play Terra Mystica, mm-hmm. you say, I will play this game, but I suck at it. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. you at least will sit down and then play and try to enjoy it. But it's not necessarily that I'm going to try to get better, but you, so that's an example well, of that, but you have said games in the past or the past 10 years where you say, I want to play this again to try to get better at it. You do make that comment a lot. Yes, I do. And uh, case in point that I, a game I will not play Ragusa, one of your favorites, all time favorites. You know, you love that game. That game was not very enjoyable for me. But it is, according to y'all, it has incredible replayability from the enjoyment. But at what stuck in my brain was that because I couldn't do certain things to stay in touch with y'all or I didn't understand the mechanics, I felt that it was not, and back then, it was not replayable because that's the only way you could win. You know, that got stuck in my brain. You got, can only play to win this game if that happened. And it was frustrating to me. And I said, that's it. I'm done. It's not replayable for me. But it's so, not that. It was just enjoyment. It's, yeah, it's funny. It's actually going to come down to something as simple as that, isn't it? Replayability mm-hmm. just comes from enjoyment. Even, even if you knew that you were played Ragusa 10 times, and every time you play, you knew you would get better, if you didn't enjoy it, that's not enough reason. Right. Uh, now, it's funny. Now that we've gone 26 minutes, I mean, it, it really comes down, do I enjoy playing the game? Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Here I was going to try to be all heady and everything like that and come up with these multiple conditions mm-hmm. to say what replayability means to me. Literally, it's do I enjoy doing it? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we play in our game group, we can have one of the worst board games on the table. I'll, I'll say this. But if we are trash talking and having a great time, we may not play it again. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. But then we would throw in, that's not, we're not going to play that again because right. it was just so bad. Even right. though we had a great time, the game itself wasn't fun. Um, even that's though good, we had, we had a blast. That's a good point. So it's not necessarily, okay, let me, okay, then I'll caveat that with a game I enjoy. Mm-hmm. A game that I enjoy playing. I think with all of us, regardless of how bad the game is, I think we'll have fun just because the people sitting around the table. And I probably, everybody has that group, that group of people. If a dud is on the table, if you got friends to play with and have some fun with, even though the game might've stunk, you may have still had a good time, but not because of the game, but because of who's at the table. So my replayability, I will still come back to, it's gotta be what's on the table that I'm enjoying doing too, to make me want to play that game again. Cause I know regardless of what I throw on the table with my friends, I'll have a good time. Right. And so for me, social deduction games, your enjoyment might just be watching me become frustrated and see how quickly I can get out of a game. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I will always try to do that. That will make that game enjoyable for me is that how quickly can I eliminate myself? You know, and that will make it unenjoyable for others probably because of how I'm acting because I know how much I am not a fan of those games. So, uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, if, if there are certain games, yes, there are certain game types that I know I'm not going to enjoy. And we all feel this way. And we're like, you know what? I, it's like Donna. If I put on the table 
some big game with a whole bunch of little chits and dice and maps. And she's going to be like, you you know, right now we're, we're really getting into our coin games and things uh, along the nature. There's no way, absolutely no way she's going to enjoy it. But I go, baby, it's got tiles, but they're only this big. She's like, no, I'm not going to enjoy that. So, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. They're going to be replayable. And I completely know where I'm not. I don't have a clue where I'm going with this. This train has derailed. <laughs> derailed. I'm just going to leave it at that. We're just, so enjoyable. If it's a game is enjoyable, that is for me. And how I, if I go, hey, this game was enjoyable. I'm rolling dice and taking names from Tony's opinion. I'm saying I really had a good time with it. I really enjoyed how the mechanics came together regardless of, you know, is there a, a certain strategy or something like that? That is what I'm talking about from replayability. It is not all the expansions. It is not all the stuff that comes with it. Um, Thunder Road Vendetta, you brought that up earlier. Had a blast playing that with uh, Mark and Bert. I put it on the table with Donna and a couple of people. It was not, it will not ever be replayed with her. Wow. And, <clears throat> and, and because the people who we played with, it wasn't, it was, she said it wasn't the game. It was the fact that they, it was a husband and wife against a husband and wife and they teamed up against us. Mm. And that made it unenjoyable. She was always trying to help out her husband and that's, that makes the game unenjoyable. Yep. Yep. It does. And going back, I guess, all the way to the beginning, does chess suck? For some people it may. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's if it's not an enjoyable experience for you, then then it's going to suck. But it has nothing to do with the game. Uh, I think any game that we've mentioned, you, you mentioned, you do not care for werewolf. You think werewolf sucks, but many people don't. Mm. So it really has nothing to do with the game itself, unless it's just some really bad game. But typically, that's that's just not the case anymore. Most yeah. games are playable easily by a lot of people. So does chess suck? For you, it may. For most, it doesn't. No, I can't say for most. For many, it doesn't. I can't say that because a lot of people just may not, might not like playing it. But I think that would apply to to every game. And the only way that game is going to get back on the table is if it's something that you really enjoy. 